0: Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. Uh, joining us today uh, via Zoom is my good friend, uh, basketball insider, I would call him, uh, Alex Fuji. How's it going, man?
1: Good, man. How about, how about you?
0: Good. I mean, you're you're essentially my woge, okay? that That's just like, you know so much, you have so much insight. You're essentially my woge, unless you want to be sham. You can be shams too, but I, I, I like to think of you as the
1: woge. I like to pick myself at the woach too now.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. So we're we're recording this uh kind of Monday afternoon, day after the All-Star game. Uh Team LeBron throttled Team Durant. Um wasn't even close. We had All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. Um, Fuji, I'll just start. Any any big takeaways from the game, from the weekend? Um, anything really noticeable for you?
1: Well, I've definitely noticed that. Kevin Durant definitely did not build his Nets team. I know it had to be somebody else. I, Kevin, as a GM, I have no idea why you picked Kyrie Irving first. I mean, Uh, I know why, you know, you don't pick Kyrie first. He's going to be calling you. So like, hey, Kevin, how's it going, man? Hope you're really blessed. Uh, I'm just wondering, how come you didn't pick me first? I I really feel like we have the potential, you know, to beat anybody else in the league. We don't need anybody else. Definitely. We don't need James Harden. We don't need Blake Griffin or Joe Harris.
0: I I want to say um, an early ter- takeaway for me, Kyrie felt like the guy who was trying the most out of anybody. Like Kyrie was trying to to win and get MVP. Like he was treating it like a real game. It felt like for a while for a while there. Um, so shout out to Kyrie Irvin, who yeah. Irvin who was trying to make it a game. Um, but yeah, uh, Giannis with the uh, with the MVP. The, yeah, Giannis won MVP, but that I want to say that whole LeBron team was just insane. The fact that LeBron drafted uh, Steph, Giannis, Dame.
1: Never doubt the GM. That's all <laughs> I'm saying.
0: Well, I love because they're gonna. They're definitely. I haven't watched it, but they're definitely talking about on the jump where it's like. With LeBron, you know, doing so well in all-star drafting, you know, how is that gonna play into his you know executive career after he's done playing? Like how is that gonna work? It you know, LeBron might be the best GM in the league already, and he's not even done playing.
1: I mean, he can't I mean he's better than Michael Jordan at the GM.
0: <laughs> so 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 we are saying Jordan over or Lebron over Jordan.
1: Uh, GM, yeah.
0: Yeah, GM. Okay, we have to put that uh, in there. Yeah, we got to
1: put that there or we're going to have too much
0: controversy here. Um, So, I, basically, I have a few notes from the All-Star game because that's how serious I took it last night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Nikola Vucevic needs to stop shooting. Um, we'll get into Orlando and the Magic uh, in a bit. Um, the Team Durant was... Uh, how do I put it? Team Durant felt like a Brooklyn team or the Houston team with Harden, where they very felt like one-on-one isolation, like type, like they can all make plays. Whereas Team LeBron uh, was kind of like a Lakers team, where they more thrived on playing a team game. They worked together. I mean, it is the All Star game, so I'm probably overreacting. But do you think there is some truth to that?
1: I think there is. I mean. I think everyone on Team Durant was like, hey, let's come here and have fun. Team LeBron's like, it's over. It's over.
0: <laughs> I I felt the person I kind of felt bad for the most was Donovan Mitchell, even though he was laughing near the end where, like, Mitchell, like, you're kind of with the wrong group of guys, Mitchell. You need to be with, you know, the LeBron and a Curry. and young, That's who you should be looking up to, not the Harden and the Rants and uh, those guys. But, you know, might get some flack for that too. Um, any any other All Star Game? Just the game takeaways or, or things you noticed?
1: Um, I don't know. There's nothing nothing really big. I mean, everyone is just there having fun. I don't really know what to what else to say about that. Honestly, about the uh, All Star Game.
0: Um, well, we should, so Giannis
1: won MVP. Uh, Steph won
0: the three point contest. Which which congratulations to Steph. He is the best three point shooter in the league. Uh, most clutch player, too?
1: I want a gold
0: dollar. Okay, god damn it. <laughs> oh. that, that was good. That was, that was actually good. I'll give you that one. Um, Simon's won a dunk contest from Portland who is... Yep. Uh, I, I know even,
1: you're a big fan of him.
0: Uh, you know, I I here's the thing. I actually did not pick him to win. I actually uh, had uh, Obi Toppin winning.
1: Okay, that's who I had, too.
0: That didn't happen. Uh, And then I don't know how many people actually knew of uh, Cassius Stanley for Indiana. I I feel like people were not familiar with the 10th man, 11th man on Indiana for some reason.
1: I don't know why. They're a great team. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. Uh, And then my boy, uh, speaking of Indiana, uh, DeMontis Sabonis uh, winning the skills challenge. Who, no. who I texted to you, uh, I think, after it happened. Uh, greatest pacer in history? Question <laughs> mark.
1: Uh,
0: and I think you can make that argument. I think you can make the argument for DeMontis Savonas being the greatest pacer in, <laughs> in history.
1: <laughs> you might be the favorite most, most liked pacer in history, yeah.
0: I mean, most liked, yeah, oh, for sure, because he's a white guy. That's, oh, probably why, that's probably
1: why. I was going to say it. it. I was going to just say it, but
0: I'll play the race card. I'll play there the race go. card, and I'll say that uh, it's because he's white. Um, and, and this what this is the same Sabonis, who had Victor Oladipo on his team for most of his career. Uh, but yep. now I'm making the argument: is Sabonis the best pacer all time? He's only 24, man. He's still got a whole lot of room to grow.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got at least another six years ahead of him.
0: At least. Um... But yeah, overall, I thought the all-star. I, this is the first All-Star game I think I watched from from, from beginning to end in a long time, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, I don't know how you felt about the game. Um, the actual dunk contest was a little underwhelming, but for the game itself, yeah. I thought it was good.
1: Definitely underwhelming dunk contest. I don't know who sends out the invites or anything, but I feel like you're getting really low on the list once you start getting into, like, These guys that are like 10th options on teams. I don't know. Like,
0: yeah, I know. Simon's probably shouldn't have been in the dunk contest. I mean, cool that he won, I guess, but, um, and I guess there's also the kind of factor of it being, you know, us living in a panorama uh, in a pandemic, but essentially, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought the skill. Congrats to Curry, by the way, again, with the three-point. Like, I thought that was cool. But the actual dunk contest, I don't know how you change it up. I don't know if you just need better players or what, but.
1: I mean, yeah, it just doesn't seem to attract, like, the same caliber of players that the three-point contest does.
0: Um, uh, although maybe one year we should just do an all-guards uh, dunk contest, like Chris Paul and Curry, uh, basically just throwing lobs to one another. Kyrie gets in that, too. Maybe Zach Levine, Zach Levine gets back in.
1: Well, oh, you just have layup lines at halftime? <laughs> it's, just,
0: <laughs> it's just a halftime game of pig. Or bump. Or you play bump like every like high high school lunch hour at Squamish. You just play bump. Yeah. Um yeah, any anything else before we, we move on about all-star game takeaways? Ha- do you think now that the Lakers are for sure winning the championship because LeBron won the all-star game, even though he didn't play in the second half, does this now
1: conclusively? I mean, Team LeBron's won what, every single all-star game. <laughs> I, I, mean, so. I, don't know, I don't know the pattern there.
0: Um. Yeah. Overall, I just thought it was a fine game. I uh, can't complain too much with how it went. Yeah, it was fun. Um. Let's move on to the the big news non- all star related in the NBA. Blake Griffin, former uh, Griffin. former uh, Kardashian curse, Blake Griffin, uh, now with the Brooklyn nets.
1: yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh,
0: your initial thoughts when you when you saw the when you saw the signing
1: I had the first thing that came to my mind was how could they afford him? And uh, you know this contract got announced today, one point two million. I didn't even know you could pay players that low, but uh, apparently you can.
0: See, clearly there is a, uh, uh, there's a culture change between like hockey and basketball where like hockey, you're used to guys signing for like a million, million and a half. And then basketball is like, this is not legal. You can't be paying players like less than $2 million. And (laughs) it's like, well, how do you build a team? How do you afford all this? Um, yeah, I think Brooklyn is just going all in in the luxury cap. I, I'm just trying to pull up their uh track numbers now. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're going all in the, the nets are with uh uh with luxury tax. Uh yeah, 96 million dollars luxury tax bill right now for the Clippers. That's cool.
1: That's cool. A,
0: that's cool. <laughs> so I guess the Nets are now the 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 favorite in 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 the east. I guess you kind of have to put the Nets as the favorite.
1: I think you kind of do, you know, all this just to stop the Knicks. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, no yeah, that's exactly it. it. You know, um uh what's his name? Kevin Knox. The Nets were afraid of Kevin Knox and oh, of uh, course,
1: and Frank Middletoninka.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's why they had to get him. Um I actually like Blake's uh, I actually like Blake's great Blake Griffin's game uh, the last few years where he's become more of a spot-up three-point shooter, which he never had early on in his career. He's actually evolved nicely with how the league's evolved, so I have to give him credit that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's definitely, you know, what you want in a modern-day big man.
0: The uh, It's going to be interesting when you, you know, when you get, you know, Jordan, Durant, Blake all on the floor together at, and, you know, because Blake's definitely the fifth man in that rotation with you know Irving and Harden.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I guess you know Nets have a plan. We want to score in every single possession. Doesn't matter if we play defense or not. And I mean, they're just going that direction. Can't well, stop
0: them. Well, I was gonna say like I, I don't know. I how do I put this? I mean, I think they're just the best team all around, like top to bottom because they even, they they still have Shamit and Shamit's like no fucking slouch either. I love Landry Shamit as much as the next person. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't see how Philadelphia beats Brooklyn in a seven game series. I don't know how Milwaukee does it. I I don't know how Toronto or Boston do. It'll be really interesting to see how they match up against those teams. But I, I feel like you have to go with Brooklyn as the top team right now.
1: Yeah, I think you definitely, definitely you got to go with Brooklyn as your top pick. Um, I, th- I still think Philadelphia is competitive with them. Uh, I'd really like to see that matchup before playoffs come, because I definitely think that Ben Simmons could possibly be the best fit to guard Kevin Durant in the league right now with Trevor Ariza. You know, I mean, Trevor Ariza did all he could against, you know, that, that series years before uh, Houston versus Golden State. He definitely seemed to be the best Durant defender in the league. But, uh, you know, maybe Ben Simmons could slow down or stop Kevin Durant. I don't think you can stop James Harden, simply put. Um, I don't think anybody can do that. And uh, Kyrie is streaky on his own. It's definitely you got to stop Durant.
0: Uh, I, I, this is the question I, I wanted to have with a uh, all-star game is does do does performing well in the all-star game carry over? Like if you have momentum in the all-star game, when no one's playing defense on you and you can make all the passes you want in the all-star game, will that carry over to regular season? And will Kyrie now have success in the regular season because he had tw- 20 points, uh, in the all-star game?
1: Someone's I mean, past, if Kyrie right? put as much defense as he did in the All-Star game into every single other game, I think he'd be he'd be the best point guard in the league. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I I don't think you're you're totally wrong in that uh, in that. Um, so Blake Griffin, I guess, will be their backup. Is he going to be off the bench, coming off the bench for uh, for Brooklyn? I I would think.
1: Apparently, that's what you know. That's what they're reporting. Um, I'm not really sure what the argument is about having DeAndre Jordan versus Blake Griffin. I mean, DeAndre might be more athletic, better on defense, but I don't really think that's what you're going for.
0: Uh, DeAndre is just better friends with Kyrie and Kevin. That That's the reason why they're, they're playing DeAndre Jordan. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think Brooklyn's the top team in the East. I, I don't know how that works with the Lakers. It's just adding talent. I feel like every it's the Lakers against everybody at this point until I see something else happen, but, uh, we, we shall see with Blake Griffin in in the Brooklyn Nets. Um, another thing we should mention, uh, Kawhi Leonard, I don't know if you've heard of him. He plays for the Clippers. Um, Kawhi Leonard
1: Hello.
0: planning to play with Greg Popovich and team USA at the Olympics this summer. If they go, uh, in Tokyo, um, so now I guess they're friends again. They're cool. Pop and Kawhi, I guess it's uh, no no love loss. Um,
1: I don't think so. I think Kawhi's issue is more people in the locker room, not Greg Popovich specifically.
0: Training staff. Training staff is who he's not cool with in San Antonio. Yeah,
1: training staff. And Tony Parker.
0: <laughs> and Tony Parker. Um, I'm, I, I hope they do, in a way, go through with the olympics because i'd like to see how team usa actually stacks up uh against all these other countries especially with Kawhi. because Kawhi, i think is depending if lebron plays too if Kawhi decide like if Kawhi and lebron on the same team would be really fascinating i I just feel like in terms of trying to work together and trying to trying to win a gold medal man that's what we're here for trying to win gold yeah (laughs) see see if uh Um, Tristan Thompson on team Canada can slow any of them down. Um, (laughs) I, 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 on that, we should move over to, uh, some more deep dives, more NBA teams, players kind of, uh, kind of talk trade deadline, March 25th, which is, I'm just looking at the calendar here. Uh, it's about a little over two weeks away. Trade NBA trade deadline is, um, Who's the player, Fuji, that you're looking at or you think is going to be on the move here in the next couple weeks?
1: Um, definitely on the move, Victor Oladipo. That is my pick. That was probably the easiest person to say is on the move. Uh, recently declined a contract extension with the Rockets. Um, you know, he's got his eyes elsewhere.
0: It. I feel like with Houston, the move with them is to just – sell off everything and just total rebuild even though they traded their picks they got some back from brooklyn of course and they're probably not gonna be great first round picks but at least they got picks mm-hmm. um and i guess they have some swaps with okc but i feel like the move for houston is just to trade everybody including ala depot just get Ola depot just get as many assets as you can bring that in and just be shit for a few years and do a, a proper rebuild, kind of go the Philly way. Not that level, but I feel like go the Philly way, which is kind of too bad for Christian Wood, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like Christian Wood. I think he's definitely uh, what every GM wants their big man to be this nowadays. And, um, you know, it's kind of unfortunate he got hurt. I think the Rockets definitely would have been trying to get into the playoffs if he was healthy, but, um, you know, this just not. How it goes sometimes and um rockets have a ton of trade value on their team you know everybody's look you know top teams are looking at john wall they're looking at pj tucker they're looking at ola depot um they can definitely get a lot more picks a lot more assets back
0: i because i i mean wall and ola depot aren't actually bad players um I just feel like they're not quite like they maybe are an eighth seed in the West like they're a fringe playoff team with those guys. I don't know that they're a, a, they're not the heavy contender that they have been in, in years past. So that's kind of why yeah. if you're Houston I would kind of just sell it off and see what you can get for those guys. Oladipo being one of those guys. Eric Gordon is another name I'd throw out there. I don't know that they'd move on from Eric Gordon but just throw that name out there.
1: Yeah definitely
0: um, because a guy, a guy I am watching or interested in seeing get moved, I have to, go, I have to go with Levine. I have to see if the Bulls would move Levine, Zach Levine. Um, I mean, it's, it's, there has to be the right trade for Levine. Um, I feel like they can't, they're not just gonna trade him away for nothing. I feel like he has his value, he has his place. And the Bulls aren't actually awful. Like they're not great by any means, but they could make it into the play-in tournament. So, you
1: know, I think I honestly think that the Bulls are mostly good where they are. Um, I know that they are competing for a playoff spot. They are still in that hunt. Um, if you're, I think if you're trading anybody on the team, I think you're probably you should probably be trading players who have larger contracts like Otto Porter. Um, I know, you know, lots of teams have interest in auto Porter. You know, he's one of those guys where, you know, if you pick him up for your team, you're not really hurting anybody, you know, and um, you know, he just has value wherever he goes, kind of like Robert, Robert Covington, you know, other wing players that are, you know, have a good on defense athletic can shoot.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Levine's not the first guy the Bulls would trade. I just wonder if the Bulls are going to go down that rabbit hole of just trading either Levine or Laurie and maybe they would part with him, or yeah. maybe, I mean, he, Wendell Carter's young. I don't know that they would move on. But depending on what direction the Bulls want to go in, um, I think there's a world in which they trade Levine. I don't think it's likely. I just wonder if he is someone that they decide to move on from. Yeah. Um, is there, is there a team who you feel like needs to make a move or like a team that needs that extra player or that extra eh, to get them over the hump?
1: Um, I would say Denver. Denver would be my go-to pick for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Jamal Murray this year, he's been great, but I feel like he's not the Jamal Murray we saw in the bubble. Um I feel like I thought he was going to take that next step. I thought he was going to, you know, solidify himself as a all, like a all-star guaranteed, all-star superstar point guard in this league. And um, it just didn't really happen this year. Um, not that specifically, I would say the Nuggets should part with them, but I am saying that they should be open to trade talks. If they're going to land a bigger, a better player, um, I'm not, I don't think specifically there are better point guards available right now, but, um, you know, maybe you could be looking for other guys potentially.
0: Cause I mean, I'm just looking through here and I, there's not a lot of teams that really, I mean, Yeah, the Raptors might do something. Maybe the Jazz do something too. We'll discuss the Jazz later on. Um, I mean, the one team that kind of stands out a little bit is the Lakers with just like now that Brooklyn's added a piece, are you going to add a piece? Like it's kind of mono-a-mono, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's actually a lot of teams that are good where they are. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't know that, and this is kind of a weird year too with COVID and teams are losing money left, right, and center. I don't know if anybody's anxious to go and make a move to go and trade a whole bunch of players, especially when you're bringing in a whole bunch of money. Like Brooklyn's like the rare exception where they yeah. are they brought in Harden. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who needs to trade to, or add to really make a push maybe the Lakers but I can't see can't see the Lakers making a whole lot of moves either
1: yeah another one I would put out would be the Clippers I think the Clippers have been really quiet they've just they've kind of just added their bench um over the offseason they picked up you know good veterans like Serge and Batum that really helps their defense but I feel like they need that extra oomph right now um I really don't think I think Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams are in a downward slump. And I think if you want to make PG Kawhi work, I think you need some extra firepower.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, the problem with the Clippers, which is not really their fault. It's just their issue is that like Phoenix has got better. i say Utah has got better. Um, Denver is still good. I think Denver could still beat the Clippers in a five game, or a seven game series again. Um, like the Clippers might be like the fourth or fifth best team in the, in the West. Like they're not like fighting for it's the top seed. They're not bad. I don't know that they are the same team as last year in terms of fighting for a top seed all the time. So I could see the yeah Clippers make sense as well. Um, I want to get your insight on a few players who, possibly could get moved or what do you think is going to happen with them one of them being yeah. kyle lowry toronto raptor um um i want to say legend face of the franchise right now kyle lowry maybe um do
1: you,
0: do you think do you think lowry gets moved do you think now they're they're gonna trade kyle to I don't know why they would trade well, I kind of get why they would trade Kyle, but do you think they would trade Kyle? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Um I think I think a lot of people like sentimentally. Is that what sentimentally?
0: That's kinda yeah, I get I get where you're coming from there. Um
1: yeah, people would like to see Kyle, you know, just retire as a rapper, you know, just be there. But I mean he is taking up a like a high good amount of money. He could potentially start going on like a downward slump he is kind of getting up there in age um we did see him do very well in last year's playoffs though um but he, he does have a lot of value
0: i was going to say like lowry's one of those guys how do I, he has more he, he means he he's most valuable to the raptors mm-hmm. if that makes sense where um like i think a team trying to think of a team that would like Philadelphia who we've talked about could p- possibly go after Lowry. It's just yeah. I think Philly would have to give up a package that I don't know that they would be willing to give up to acquire Lowry because he means so much to the Raptors. Yeah. Um which is the hardest part in all this is tr- is trading one of your franchise play like and they did it with the Rosen a few years ago but it's not easy to do after you won the you know the championship and how well they performed last year when people didn't give them um a lot of you know, opportunities to go win a championship, but we'll see how it is yeah. with Kyle Lowry.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think that the Raptors probably have a higher asking price than um, what teams probably think Lowry is worth. But I definitely think that you could give up certain players to acquire Kyle Lowry, but I don't think that it's in Philadelphia's best interest um that's a good way of putting it yeah a lot of people were saying like they want like a ben simmons kyle swap it's like that that's that's a a little trade a bit much um even giving up seth curry i think seth curry gets better every single year i'm a big big seth curry guy and um you know this year he's definitely become more of a playmaker and he's been able to kind of somewhat fill that playmaking spot on philadelphia that they kind of lacked um, it's definitely really helped them offensively, and he also has a ton of shooting. I don't think you want to give up Seth Curry in that deal either, unless you're you know getting something else up with Kyle Lowry. I, I
0: was going to say um, Seth Curry fits really well in Philadelphia. Like yeah. under, under the Maury um, Doc Rivers system, I think he fits really well in Philadelphia. So I don't, I don't know why you would move. Curry to get Lowry who I don't think is as good of a fit in that Philadelphia system, but I could be wrong. That might just be me. Um, Yeah. I, I, Lowry's an interesting player. I don't know what happens. I don't think he'll get moved, but.
1: I think it's unlikely. Um, You know, Clippers, Clippers could add, you know, they can send like guys on low or expiring contracts. Like Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly helps you rebuild and get picks. From Clippers as well, uh, potentially. Um, you know, it just clears crap space for the Clippers. They get Lowry. Um, you know, it's a good deal if you're going in that direction for the Raptors. I think if you are the Raptors, I think you're probably looking for playoffs in like about two, three years. Not I think you kind of want Siakam to de- develop more as a player. Um because we did see last year in the playoffs, he did have that issue that Giannis had early in his playoff career where teams would play good team defense and you just wouldn't be able to operate.
0: Yeah. So I guess to conclude, I guess with Lowry, we should say, like, I would say out of like, and that's what, you know, a big eats five stars, I think there's like a two star chance that Lowry gets moved. Like, I don't <laughs> think, I, I think it's like less than 50% that Lowry gets moved. Yeah. I mean, he just um,
1: means so much. Like, it's kind of hard to part with someone like that.
0: Um, Christoph's Porzingis, the unicorn. Um, on his way out of Dallas. That's a weird situation going on there.
1: Yeah, it's um, definitely a weird situation since, you know, Mark Cuban, coaching staff were so high on having that duo of Christoph Porzingis and Luca. Um, it's kind of you know, he's just been injury ridden all his years in on the maps, even in New York. Mm-hmm. Um apparently management with him is a big issue. He's a diva, is apparently his cousins or brothers are his management, and they're just total pain, total pain in the ass for Mark Cuban, I guess. Um, I think it's kind of hard to move a player like that. It's definitely you definitely have to sell it to somebody who's looking at the positives rather than the negatives. You know, the positives of getting Przingis is you have a great modern-day big man. Um, the negatives are just weird shit.
0: I, I feel like you're more likely to see a Przingis deal than a Lowry deal. Yeah,
1: And, and, sure. part,
0: of, and part of that is just because Przingis is just a better asset overall like he's 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 a young he's a younger guy who's tall yeah. and can shoot threes. Um I mean not trying to discredit Kyle Lowry's you know offensive charge uh um, Hey we love our
1: short kings, man.
0: We love our short uh thick kings in Kyle Lowry. But I don't know. I I feel like I feel like if you're the Mavs, you kind of, you know, you, you kind of stick with Porzingis unless it's really out of control, like unless you, mm-hmm. it, unless it's unmanageable, in which case you get rid of him. But I don't see again. It, this is like a a two, maybe two and a half star potential trade here with Porzingis out of Dallas. Like I, I, I really. I think I don't, it could be higher. Could be higher. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think there, yeah, there's definitely deals um, that you could, you, you could you know, package Porzingis in, um, you know, you could send them to the Warriors. Potentially you could you could use him in a blockbuster deal for even bigger things, like potentially Bradley Beal. Um, you never know what Mark Cuban can just pull out of his briefcase. I don't know. Yeah,
0: he's a smart dude that Mark Cuban. He's no dummy. He's one of the smartest guys in the league, so I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd almost be afraid to trade with him. Um, one last guy that I feel like we should mention, just because I don't know if you can, is it this side? No, I think it's this side. Uh, my number mm-hmm. two Lonzo Ball on the Lakers. Um, yeah. So, uh, he's, he struggled last year in a bubble, kind of struggling again this season. Is there a world in which Lonzo gets traded?
1: I think there is potentially. Um, there are deals that you could do for Lonzo, um, you know, Pelicans aren't looking to make a playoff push. They're what? 14th in the West.
0: They're that that
1: bad, but at some point, they're they're definitely
0: on the outside looking in.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, if you're the Pelicans, you can be as patient as you want with Lonzo. Um, I think, I think personally, he's not going to get moved. Um, if you look at his recent stats, He is shooting nearly 40% from three in the last month. He is averaging, you know, over 13 points per game, I believe. And, you know, he's got great intangibles. He's, you know, he handles the ball well. He's got great passing ability. He's got great defensive IQ. Uh, He's quick, athletic. I mean, as a young player, he'll just continue to to develop. And I think if you trade him now, I think you would regret it.
0: He is actually a good player. Like as much as people want to shit on him, I think he actually is a good player who has a role and he needs to have the a a smart team that knows how to use him well. Like he would be, I think he would be a really good fit on like um, Dallas, for example. I think Lonzo would be a really good piece on on Dallas because I think he would mesh well with Luca. Um, I don't know if they would trade Kristaps to get, but anyway, like. I just think him and Luca could work really well together. Like there's gotta be a team with like a smart coach um, with a good system who knows how to use Lonzo and how yeah. to use him. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if new Orleans moves on from him. I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to get rid of him because I don't know. It just feels like no. he's kind of a, the, the least talented, even though he's actually not that bad, but between like Zion, Brandon Ingram, um, even Redick to a certain extent, where I think like some people just like Reddick just because he purely shoots threes. And that's yeah. just where the league is now and how valuable you 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 are or you can be. Um yeah, so I, I don't I I mean we'll see. I, I'm not totally sold on trading Lonzo I'm not totally sold on the team giving up on him yet but I that's why I wanted to bring him up it's just because he's his name has been thrown around and he hasn't I think I don't know there was always the there was always the hype there was always the high expectation for him and now that is even I think even that his brother has come into the league and outperformed him probably doesn't help either
1: yeah, I mean, I think the only way Lonzo gets moved is, you know, maybe in a big blockbuster deal, like a three or four team deal. Um, I think eventually, if things keep going the way it is, I think Lonzo is going to end up on the Hornets. To be honest, Ooh. I think he's going to, I think he's going to pair up with Lamelo. I think that's going to be a backcourt. I like uh, that. I don't,
0: I don't hate that at all. That's actually a really, really. Smart call. That's a that's a good I I'll I say it's a hot take. That's a good hot take, uh saying that Lonzo will play for the Hornets. Um any any other players or uh names that we you think that we should be look on, on the lookout for uh heading into trade deadline?
1: Um you know I think Andrew Wiggins is gone. I think he's gone done deal by deadline. Um you know, I think Warriors definitely favor Kelly Oubre. Um, I know a lot of, I know, <laughs> I know a lot of uh, female viewers would favor Kelly Oubre over Andrew Wiggins.
0: And Rav. Rav has him in uh, <laughs> basketball, so Rav's big with uh, Kelly Oubre right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, sucks that he's injured right now. Uh, wrist injury. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you never know. Just throwing um, that out,
0: just throwing that out there wrist injury just throwing
1: that out there. I mean, I mean, I, that's, that's just what's reported. I don't know. I'm just saying the reports. I just tell the news. You,
0: you're you're just providing insight. Um, a guy, a, a guy. I, I'm kind of focused on myself a little bit. Is John Collins because I like yeah. John Collins. I think he's good. I think he's a good player. Um, the Atlanta situation is weird too. Kind of yeah. what's going on with the Hawks. So. Don't I, I think John Collins also has a place in the league. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get moved and maybe yeah. try, you know, somewhere different, new new situation, I, new situation,
1: yeah I think so. I think, you know, I think Trey Young, um, bit of a diva apparently. Um, he's definitely he's moved he's got rid of his coach. He's trying to get rid of John Collins. Um uh, kind of a kind of like a James Harden situation, honestly. Um he he kind of
0: feels like a hardened player a little bit with how he plays. Yeah. Uh, And I don't mind Trey either. I don't mind his game, but I I definitely get the, uh, I definitely get the Harding comparisons when it comes to, uh, to Trey young on on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, So let's discuss teams a little bit. Uh, Currently our LA Lakers are three and a half games back of the Utah jazz for first in the West. Phoenix is the number two seed, uh, Mm. two and a half games back of Utah and in the East uh, Philly, they are the number one seed in the East. Brooklyn's half a game back. Milwaukee's two back. Boston's five back. Your Knicks are five and a half back. I'll throw out the Knicks. No. Um, who? Who's, and you can say the Knicks. The Knicks, have, Knicks are a good answer. Who's a team that you are going to be paying attention to between now and the playoffs?
1: <laughs> um, you know, I definitely got my eyes on the Knicks. I mean, I just think the Knicks are hilarious, honestly. Um, I just love how the fans don't even believe that they should be winning this much. Um, definitely Tom Thibodeau, top three coach of the year.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I like that.
1: I mean, you just turned around like a dead franchise into a playoff easy playoff contender. Um, don't
0: hate that. Um, Cause I was going to say a, a team, like I kind of have my eye on, on the Pacers a little bit to see if they can get yeah. back into player playoff contention. Um, the Spurs are a playoff team right now. Like, the Spurs are, are better than Dallas, Golden State, Memphis, New Orleans. Um, and people have been writing off the Spurs be- because you know they're old and decrepit and don't play the modern game. But
1: it's funny, I don't know. The only old players there are and Lamarcus. You know, everyone else is pretty young. DeJounte to- 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 Murray you I it before
0: I like their guards. I, I I've been saying this for years. Like I've kind of I, I probably have said it more than I should, but they actually have some really nice guard pieces there mm-hmm. with Dejounte Murray, uh, Derek White, Lonnie Walker. Like obviously Patty Mills still plays his role almost ten years later. But I mean, yeah. I actually don't mind their guards. I I have to give credit to San Antonio for you know just making it all work. Like. I'll do the math here. So San Antonio has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players averaging 10 points or more per game. Yes. Which so that's, I'm,
1: I mean, that's 80 points every game.
0: That's 80 points every game. So, I mean, it's not nothing. Luckily they, I mean, outside of Derek white, who's only played eight games this year, they've been fairly healthy. So, I yeah. mean, I, I, I've, I got my eyes on the Spurs. I'm rooting for the Spurs. Um, is there is there, is there a team that you're not excited for or that you are very concerned uh, heading down the rest of the way here, down a stretch?
1: Um, you know, I'm concerned that, you know, the Miami Heat, I'm concerned that they, uh, I mean, they're sixth seed right now. I think that they should be better than that. Um, I know that Miami is likely, very likely, to make a move at the deadline. That's probably the team I would be looking for if you're looking for trade rumors. Um, You know, they're looking to add a point guard. They're looking, you know, to add just guards in general. I know that they do have trade value. They have Tyler Arrow, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn.
0: does, does Pat, does Pat Riley or uh, Eric Bullshit get fired if they trade Hero after one and a half seasons, and has a Jack Harlow song named after him? Like, I feel like that's grounds for termination if you trade Tyler Hero already.
1: No, I don't. I don't think Pat Riley listens to Jack Harlow. <laughs> I don't think that's a big concern of his. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I could be wrong. But,
0: uh, Pat Riley definitely listens to like ACDC or Metallica and then every once in a while he put on some like big band music and or like some like some jazz or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I know Jimmy Butler's been a bit injury plagued this season. Um, I know that, but I do think that the roster is good enough to be a bit higher than where they're at. Um, you know, I was concerned about the Boston Celtics because they were on the outside looking in at the start of the season, even though most of them were somewhat healthy. Um, I guess that was just kind of not having Marcus smart around. Maybe I thought the Celtics were going to be better than they were at the start, but they've caught up.
0: It's the Gordon Hayward effect.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: It's it's the Gordon nose twitch streaming Gordon Hayward effect. Um, that's ruining this team yeah they're they're better now but um i know you want to make the argument for Embiid MVP, but a team i am concerned about is philadelphia a little bit okay just because brooklyn's got better and every time we like talk basketball on the podcast it's always philadelphia like why aren't they playing like this team should be so much better than what it is with like and this is probably like the best, like the best 36 game stretch of the 76ers that I've seen in a long time in terms of in terms of cohesiveness, um, yeah. chemistry, playing as a team. I feel like we, with since Simmons and Embiid have joined the team, I feel like this is the best stretch we've seen. Um, they're three and a half points uh, uh, above, like plus three and a half point differential right mm-hmm. now. Which is worse than Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, Denver, and the Lakers. So that's like 17, like eighth in the league in in points differential. I feel like they should be higher. I don't know why, but I just feel like that should be a higher figure than what it is.
1: Um. Yeah. I don't, I, I I don't think know. think they are bad. Uh, um. I know that at the. Start of the season, they didn't have Embiid or Simmons, and yet they're still a first in the East. I mean, that's—I mean, I think I believe they didn't have them because of COVID protocols uh, multiple times. I don't know how Embiid and Simmons are unlucky. I don't know. Apparently, their barber had COVID during All Star. I mean, that's just unlucky.
0: So, make your case then for Joel Embiid MVP.
1: Um. Well, if you, I mean, considering the first in the East and Joel Embiid is the main player on that team, you already kind of have to consider him. Um, that being said, you should also be considering Spider for MVP as well, even though he, even though on the NBA MVP ladder, he's 10th, what? Um, not really sure. Last time I saw it, I don't know why Donovan's so low. I think we're sleeping on Donovan. So is that
0: so? Who would you take um, as as your MVP right now?
1: Um, I would still take Embiid. I think based up purely off numbers, just the number wise, he is the best offensive player in the league. Apparently, but just by numbers, you're seeing a guy who's averaging thirty points on, you know, fifty percent from the field and forty percent from three. um, Just this guy can. Apparently, score from anywhere, right? Anywhere he wants, right now, and he's seven feet tall. Um, Sounds like Kevin Durant kind of numbers to me.
0: I could score thirty points during a season," said James Harden. Why did I not get MVP
1: consideration? Um, I mean, sometimes James Harden's field goal percentages, field field goal numbers, look like tour dates. So,
0: wow. Um, I said. uh, I, I said. LeBron was gonna win MVP before the season. I'm I'm almost close. I'm not you're pretty close. Pretty close, not quite there yet. Uh yeah, they have Lillard fourth, Luca fifth. Um Donovan is actually behind Kawhi, Harden, Giannis, and Steph. Yeah, that's really that's 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 I feel like that's really low. Well, that's tough. Like when you have to overcome Steph, Giannis, Harden, and Kawhi for MVP. Uh, I feel yeah, like just to, get, just to get into the top five,
1: I feel like based on his team's success, I think he should be put higher. I also think, you know, his numbers do go up every year. And, you know, I don't think you can just say like, Oh, everyone collectively on the jazz are better. Uh, I think it Donovan's the, you know, the big force behind the, their success.
0: I I love Donovan. Like he I he was my guy when he came out of college, when he came out of Louisville. I got his fake jersey around here somewhere. Um I I said this uh on last week's podcast with Scott. I don't like their new jerseys. Um where the new uh, is it city edition jerseys where now it's more of a blacker one. Yeah. Um I like I like the one that I have where it's more red orange kind of like clay style color. That's what I like, but um that's not really Donovan's fault, so just it is what it is um all right so then looking at the bubble uh looking at the bubble in each conference i mean you have the eastern conference is kind of wide open in terms of teams who can make a you know uh an appearance in the play-in tournament Same kind of same for the west but not quite uh who are you watching in kind of the east playoff bubble uh, between, like, the 7, 10, and 11 seeds? Like, who who are you really looking out for or watching?
1: Um, you know, I I would definitely say the Hawks are one, somebody at other team I'm watching because people have said, you know, at the start of the season, the Hawks were kind of steamrolling people. He kind of fully catching people off guard. Um, you know, they got a lot of good players over the offseason, and I think they should be doing a lot better than they are. Um, I think a lot of it is due to, you know, how young the team is. Um, Just not being able to find consistent success. And, you know.
0: I I was going to say injuries have been a problem with that that team too. That's kind of why Pierce more or less got a boot was just because the team was injured and they could never, it seemed like they were never fielding a healthy roster.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that team, you know, they have a lot of young athletic guys. And, you know, they're just talented players and they were they were doing really well i think you know they still could should be doing better i don't really think that you know the raptors bulls pacers should be that much better than them um they're not they're only about one or two games behind each of those teams but i definitely think the hawks should be getting there um the wizards i would love to see make the playoffs i definitely think bradley beal deserves to be in the playoffs.
0: Maybe they'll trade him to the Lakers like they've been talking about this entire time and he'll finally get his playoff appearance.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows where he will end up in the end. I mean, you know, there's a lot of teams with a lot of good players to trade for him. Um, it just depends if he says he wants to get traded or if the Wizards think that he's not going to resign for some reason. I think he will continue to re-sign there if they continue giving him money. Um, I think it just depends with the players these days. Some players just want to, you know, be in one spot, get paid 250 mil. Some players just want to join super teams for 1.2 mil. I don't know.
0: Uh, Is that a shot at uh, Blake Griffin? By the way, is that a uh, is that a?
1: Man, he just wants to win. Uh (laughs) He just wants to win. He wants to play good, quality basketball.
0: I should mention the Charlotte Hornets uh, because uh, I was very low on the Hornets. I was very low on the Mellow ball coming into the season. And the yeah. <laughs> Mello's arguably been one of the most exciting players in the league early on. Um, so giving credit where credit's due. Um, shout out the Hornets. Shout out the uh, jerseys that they wear. In fact, they actually wear some pretty nice jerseys. they um, the jerseys. Uh, Shout out to the owner who made all this possible, Michael Jordan. This is all part of his 20-year post-NBA plan. Um,
1: Finally coming together, guys.
0: Finally coming together. They're finally making it happen. So I have to, you know, give my respects to uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Congratulations. You guys are now seventh in the East, and you'll lose to Philly in the first round probably.
1: It happens.
0: (laughs) It it happens to the best of us. What can I say? Um, Over to the West. You know, you got a you got a bunch of really good teams, you know, on the fringe of making the playoffs in the West. You got like San Antonio, Dallas, Golden State, Memphis, the Pelicans with Zion. Um, is there a team you like in the Western Conference playoff bubble fringe team?
1: Uh, fringe team, I like the Warriors. Um, you know, who doesn't want to see Steph in the playoffs? You know, it's kind of kind of sad when Steph's not there. You don't not as exciting it's always fun to watch games at oracle um you know I, I hope they do well i know you know the warriors are likely to make moves at the deadline um i know they do want to make a push into the playoffs i know that you know Steph and Draymond are probably not happy just coasting around waiting to play i mean but what can you do
0: I, I, I was going to say the Steph might be like the one guy who actually does have momentum from this weekend carry over into the regular season. Like that definitely feels like a real possibility with Steph
1: of um, yeah.
0: like just a dude who goes on a run for the next 30 games into the playoffs.
1: I, mean, I, yeah.
0: I, I definitely see that happening. Um, I, I again, I got to say the Spurs Spurs are, are gonna be really, you know,
1: yeah.
0: are gonna be really tough if you're going up against a well coached, you know, team, a, a, a mixture of guards, a lot of depth. I mean, yeah. I mean, and might here's the thing. I think it's actually fairly easy in a way to play the Spurs. I don't think it's overly complicated as compared to say playing the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's really just a a matter of you versus me one on one. Who's gonna win? Like, who who's gonna do it for you know four quarters?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, for sure, the Spurs definitely could give people problems. Like, you know, well-coached teams always do well in the playoffs. Um, I don't really think anybody is expecting to play in the Spurs. I don't think teams are really preparing. Like, oh shit, I gotta play. I gotta play against DeRozan tomorrow. I got yeah, nobody,
0: nobody... I got San Antonio on the schedule this week. <laughs> what the hell are we gonna do, guys?
1: yeah um you know they're you know other teams I think should be doing well, you know, I think the suns definitely you know you can't just attribute everything to chris Paul, um Monty it's, Williams doing a great job,
0: yeah, they're probably I was gonna ask you about surprise teams this year and and the suns are probably up there in terms of i I would not expect them to be uh, number two seed um, at this point of the year, so.
1: Yeah, they're doing really well. Um, you know, Devin Booker, he just gets better every year. I mean, you know, eventually he's just going to be the best shooting guard in the league. That's kind of where the where the limit is, really.
0: And, and I was going to say, he also went undefeated in the bubble. Everybody kind of remembers Dame in Portland yeah. and those guys having a, a kick ass bubble, but also the Suns went undefeated and were just short of making the playoffs. So, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see if the sun's pull it together. Um, I feel like we should also briefly talk about shitty teams, like
1: okay.
0: like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, first of all, um, shout out Carl Anthony Towns. I know he's had a rough year. Uh, yeah. I, I know he's going through a lot right now. I hope I don't know if his mind is one hundred percent on basketball, so I hope he uh, hope he can figure out uh what's up and if he can get you know his sure. life back together um what do you do if you're minnesota like do you just sell everything tear it down start over
1: i mean that's what i would do at this point i think maybe maybe that's a wake up call when you find out that you have the worst friend, worst record in a sports major sports history now um i do think that you have a ton of trade value on your team. Um, you have, you know, you have Delo you have Kat. You know, you can move both of them if you want. Um, you know, you're probably not going to be winning anytime soon. Um, Kat has had injuries. You know, Delo has been healthy his whole time at Minnesota. But um, I think you move on from them. I think you just build around Anthony Edwards, you can get a ton of picks for guys like D'Lo, guys like Cat Wouldn't be surprised to see D'Lo in a Knicks uniform by the end of the deadline. Mm-hmm. I know the Knicks are looking for a point guard. That is something I've heard. Interesting.
0: Um, I don't you know, hate that.
1: I, th- I think they could use him. Definitely. Um, D'Lo back in New York. Maybe we see him next All-Star game.
0: Um, yeah, my brother, uh, he said that Anthony Edwards is the worst first overall pick of all time, uh, because he said he wasn't totally committed to basketball. Like he doesn't watch basketball. He doesn't love basketball. Uh, and that's why Neil says that he's the worst player. Like how are you going to draft a guy first overall? Who's not totally committed to basketball. He's not totally on basketball.
1: That's fair. I think Anthony Edwards is really good though. He look,
0: uh, looked good.
1: Yeah, he's a funny guy too.
0: He's got some personality, I will say. He's got some personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. According to Neil, Anthony Edwards worst first overall pick all time. All time. Uh, all time. All, worst p- first overall pick ever. Um, and that includes Anthony Bennett.
1: Includes <laughs> Anthony Bennett. Includes Greg Oden. Tommy Brown. Um, okay. Uh,
0: yeah, we'll see. Uh, we touched on Houston a little bit, but if you're the Rockets, yeah. you kind of just tear it all down too.
1: Yeah. Tear it all down. Build around Christian Wood. That's your guy.
0: He was actually one of the, like, obviously he wasn't a prominent signing, but I saw the Christian Wood signing. It was like, what, 10 million a year. I think it was and it, like for three or four years. It's like, Oh, that could be something. Like that's a, that's a good value signing. Like he, he could be, you know, he could be something. That's, that's not nothing.
1: I think he's guaranteed, you know, he's you're going to definitely gonna see him in an all-star game within the next five years.
0: Yeah, he he is very disappointed of, of him not like he was very disappointed not making it this year, which I mean, fair yeah. enough. Like that's that's a good motivator. That's a that's a good kind of chip on your shoulder to have.
1: Um yeah. if you're uh, if you're a betting guy, you could definitely put Kristen Wood on bet for most improved player. That's a very safe bet.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good bet. That's actually a good call. Um the Detroit Pistons uh obviously they they got rid of derrick rose uh they bought out blake griffin uh they got a bunch of cap space too which is you know not nothing um what what are you what's the move for the pistons
1: what's the um you know you're not really doing well you're not looking at the playoffs this year but you did find some hidden gems unlike some other teams um you know, you got, the Jer- you got Jeremy Grant for really nothing. And he's also, you know, up there for most improved candidate this year. Um, you know, a lot of teams do have a huge amount of interest in him. He's, you know, once again, athletic, tall, athletic guy. You can guard the perimeter, guard the paint. Um, he's also becoming a better scorer. Um, he's very young. So, I mean, you can definitely just keep this guy around. And, you know, his trade value will only go up in time because if he stays healthy. Um, you know, they also picked up Golan Wright for basically nothing. You could def- you definitely, you know, if you want to, you could blow things up and just straight up rebuild right now. But I think you could just hold on those two guys for at least another couple of years.
0: I, I was going to say, I, there's something there with the Pistons. Like, I don't think it's nothing. I just feel like um like I, I don't know. Plumley was a weird signing. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't totally get that because he's not someone you want in your starting lineup. I thought he was a really good rotation player with the with uh, Denver last year. Um Dumbuya is is is, is something. He's something. There's something, <laughs>
1: something.
0: there. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same with Dennis Smith Jr yeah there's something there like if you buy, put them with the right team and the right coach like i think those guys can succeed and do well i i don't know if it's with detroit but i feel there is something there there's not it, they're not nothing like i i hate when people say oh this guy's shit he's nothing he's useless like no it, these guys all are something yeah um any any final thoughts on the pistons is that too much pistons talk for this podcast <laughs>
1: I mean, who else is going to talk about the Pistons? (laughs)
0: Hey, fair enough. Um, I can't wait for this podcast to be big in Detroit with all the Pistons talk. Um, The last team I I want to discuss, because I think they're a really fascinating team, are the Orlando Magic. Yep. Orlando, I feel like they have a lot of players available or nobody's available depending on what direction they want to go in and how they want to approach things for the rest of the year. What are your thoughts on the Orlando magic for the rest of the year?
1: Um, I think you definitely have to do anything at this point. Um, you know, this is a team that has been, you know, kind of a lock around this, you know, six to eighth seed, six to ninth seed, you know, in the East. And yeah. you haven't really been able to get past that point. And now this year, you're even lower, significantly lower. Actually, you're 14th in the East. That's, you know, you're down bad, down horrendous. Um, You know, and you have a lot of guys, high value guys that, you know, players, people do want on their team. People want point guards to put their, their rotation with DJ Augustine. You know, they want guys who can defend the perimeter, like. Uh, Terrence Ross, um, Michael Carter Williams, I believe, is still around there. I mean, they're both guards who can, you know, bring defensive ability and shooting. Um, You know, they should be a lot better than they are with, you know, Aaron Gordon. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. Even those teams, 14th in the East, Um, you know, these guys should. You know, they should probably be shopping these guys, honestly. If they're not going to do better than this,
0: I feel, yeah, I feel like um, either beating Toronto when Toronto won the uh, the final that game one, beating Toronto in Toronto in I think it was twenty nineteen. I think that was yeah. the peak Orlando Magic. Um, I mean, even so, I mean, you got Cole Anthony. I think Cole and Anthony something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Aaron Gordon. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of guys that Orlando can move and they could actually get something for if they want to go down that direction. I don't think that's a horrible direction either. Uh, kind of the same with Mo Bamba. Like I know we joke about yeah. Mo Bamba, but I feel like he's actually like a, a, a project that a team could take on and he could, you know, be something if given the right opportunity.
1: Yeah. I think he could definitely be still grow there in Orlando. Um, yeah. him and Markel Fultz, you know, they could work with them. Um, I just think that they do need to make moves, any moves. Honestly, whether whether they think that if they're healthy they can somehow catch up all the way this year, it seems unlikely. Um, seems much more likely that the only team that can, you know, just suddenly catch up is the in the East is the Wizards. Um, you know, I I wouldn't count the Wizards out of playoffs yet, but um, you know, Orlando I would count them out for sure. You know, I think you gotta. You gotta make some moves. Uh yeah. So uh
0: all right, uh mailbag time. I got a couple questions here for Fooj. Um first hey. off, for you. I got I got quite wow. uh, I got things for you. I got a couple mailbag things for you. Um Kevin Renata, I don't know if you know Kevin.
1: Um heard him. I've heard of him.
0: Yeah. Um Kevin says hot take. Curry's underrated and still a top five in the league. That's what he's, um, I don't think that's about. a hot take, man. No, I don't think so either. I think that's actually pretty fair. I mean, LeBron, Giannis, Durant, Curry, Kawhi, not necessarily all in that order, but I think that's kind of the five you have to go with right now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a five. Um, I think, you know, yeah, that's definitely, I mean, Curry is definitely, you know, the best point guard in the league, honestly. Um, you know that's just one of five positions. You know he's definitely a top five player.
0: Uh, I was gonna say you saw it kind of the weekend over the weekend a little bit of the rivalry between him and Dame. Not it's not like a, like a, a heated rivalry. It's just like each trying to one up one another. Yeah. Which I thought which I thought was cool. Um. This one comes from Will. Um. I I Will goes to UBCO. I don't know if I know Will. I might have met Will, but I I. I don't know if I know him specifically. Uh, where do you see Utah in the playoffs? Disappointing first round exit or Western Conference finals bound? I'm interested to hear your thoughts first.
1: Um, I really think that this year, Donovan's going to take it to another level in the playoffs. Um, You know, last year when he was playing Denver, he played, you know, really well. Um, You know, he's getting nearly 30, points a game. You know, he's going at Jamal Murray, but Jamal Murray, you know, as we all know, had the better of that series. Um I definitely think they could very well make the finals. I think they may have a chance to challenge LeBron a bit. I don't think I really don't think they would win um in a seven game series against the Lakers. I really don't I think Rudy Gobert as an individual defender is terrible. Um as a as a team as you know a team defender as you know a threat for people you know driving in the lane, amazing defender. Um I just think one-on-one against other top big men in the league, he has dominated.
0: Utah reminds me quite a bit of Denver last year. Um, not necessarily in the way that they play, but in terms of just a team who's built their team from the ground up, who have kind mm-hmm. of been doing their process, doing their thing for the last final uh, last few years. And it's finally working. Um, yeah. I I see Utah getting to the Western conference finals. I don't think they'll get past the Lakers though. Like I think the Lakers would beat them in five, even though the Lakers just lost what was it last week, two weeks ago uh, to Utah in Salt Lake city.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And and the other thing too, with that is that Davis wasn't playing in that game. So yeah. not, not to say that the Lakers, should have lost that game either, but not for nothing. Anthony Davis wasn't playing. Um and I because I think with Utah, people know how to play go Gobert. I think they know to try yeah. and isolate him and bring him out to the perimeter. Um like he like Houston exposed that a few years ago and I think that's still how you play him. Um yeah. and and pretty much you just have to shut down Mitchell. You just double team Mitchell and you kind of force Conley and go bear, those kind of guys to try and run the offense. And you don't give Mitchell the opportunity.
1: Yeah. I think the big difference between those Utah teams, um, you know, relatively the same players uh, versus Utah. Now is that they also have guys like Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Our guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our boy,
1: um, big shot maker, big playmaker. Um, you know, he's six man of the year at lock, honestly. Um, yeah everything. i
0: mean i mean he's arguably one of the like best players in the league i will talk all the all the okay. i'll talk all I like i like talk him. All, i'll talk all about jordan clarkson
1: yeah um you know he's you know he's really stepped up he's become that guy that you know you can always go to um they also have bogdan Bogdan – no not bogdan bogdan boyan bogdanovich um, little little uh, similarities in the name i don't know yeah. where it, Something always gets me there. I don't know what it could be.
0: Thanks, parents. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, they're, I mean, he's also been very reliable. You know, they have a lot of shooting around Donovan, around Michael Conley, um, even Joe Ingles, you know, he's still there. You know, we don't forget about Joe Ingles, national treasure. Um, you know, they have a lot of shooting. And I think that's been the difference between you know this Utah and earlier Utah um, iterations. You know they've they're more complete.
0: i was gonna say well, well I think they're better than Phoenix. Like I think Utah's better than the Suns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I they're better than the Clippers. I think I I will make yeah. that I will make that statement. I think they're better than the Clippers. <laughs> Portland's an interesting matchup in terms of Donovan versus uh, Dame. I think that would be really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I, not to toss up a little bit to me, I think that one's actually probably closer than the Clippers or the Suns.
1: Yeah. You know, what's really interesting to me about the Trailblazers is that Yusuf Nurkic has not played a single game this season. Yeah. And they're still able to, you know, be in the middle of the pack. I think Yusuf Nurkic is going to be a top center in this league. And, um, uh, you know, it kind of, I'm just kind of sad that we haven't really been able to see him, uh, be able to be healthy
0: it's kind of too bad because the for from now we're moved from Utah to Portland but like peak Portland was making it to the Western Conference finals in in 2019 yeah. and they just were not nearly close enough to be on the same level as that golden State team like it, yeah. they just weren't anywhere near that and that's not to say anything about Portland that's just how good golden State was and now Portland is not what they haven't been 100% because last year they missed Zach Collins for a lot of the year, yeah. um, and now they haven't had Nurkic for a lot of this year. Mm. I don't know, I, I feel like when Portland, if they, and when healthy, they can give Utah a good run. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Utah is going to be a, yeah. a really, uh, really interesting uh, team to look out for. Um, coming up next, we're going to be discussing our hot takes and a final send off, uh, before we go, but uh that's the mailbag question thank you very much for uh, asking those be sure to ask your mailbag questions for uh tuesday's pod tonight's pod that when this comes out will be recorded on tuesday so stick around and we'll do our final hot takes all right uh well we'll finish it off here fuji before we go uh any other hot takes you got a finals pick that you want to give us just something to send off the podcast with here Ob- obviously we're both lakers fans so we you know, have to root for the Lakers, but give mm-hmm. give us a, a good like hot take or something to end a podcast on a high here.
1: Um my hot take is I gotta go with Nick's make you pass the first round. Oh that's my hot take.
0: Oh I like it. Oh that's good. Fuck that's i g I'm definitely sharing that one. That's <laughs> actually a really good hot take.
1: Oh um I mean Bobby Schmerz is free. You know, you just gotta roll with it.
0: That that is that's a really good pick. I just wanna I just wanna check here. Uh I wanna see the actual Knicks like stats and and I, I wanna pull those up. Um I I don't think it's gonna happen, but part you don't of don't think it's gonna happen? No, no, no. Um I was gonna say I, I think the Knicks could make it past the first round. What mm. I wanted to say is I wanted to see the Knicks play Indiana in the first round and kind of do like an old nineties, you know. Pacers like historical Pacers Knicks or even even like a Knicks heat first round matchup would be really cool.
1: Um, Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's like a Knicks heat, Knicks Celtics. Um, You know, I don't think they're going to climb and catch Milwaukee, but you never know.
0: Let's just, I was going to say, let's just start with at least making the playoffs and possibly winning a, a first round series.
1: Yeah, I think for sure.
0: Because um, I was gonna say, obviously, I got the Knicks uh, making the playoffs. Uh, I have the Lakers winning. What's it? What? I mean, how do I say? It? I, I, I'm pro. I'm still kind of with LeBron winning MVP. I I'm still gonna stick with that. I think that's kind of my hot take. Um, Lamelo's winning Rookie of the Year, isn't he?
1: I mean, it's a lock. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, man, ESPN loves them. Everybody loves them.
0: yeah, and that's a pro- not a problem, but like that's a lot of what these awards are. It's just like, does the media like you? Like, does will yeah. the media help you out in these awards? And they will with Lamelo. Um,
1: yeah, even know. last year it was hard for Ja Morant to win.
0: Right yeah. To you. So, anyways, um, that's the podcast. Uh, Fuji, thank you very much for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. Problem, um, We'll, we'll probably do something. We'll have to do something at least around playoffs, a, play, a playoff preview, or at least in the off season, and we can have another because we still have to do. Once the Lakers win again this year, we still have to uh, climb the chief and celebrate with champagne. Yeah, uh, we'll have to do that at some point here. But thank you very much for coming on, man. It's, it's greatly appreciated, and we'll talk again soon. Sure, man. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, be sure to tell your friends, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Actually. Tuesday. We're going to record Tuesday. Yeah, that's what's happening. We're recording Tuesday. Look out for uh, this part on Tuesday and another one on Wednesday. Peace out, everyone.